environmental impact studies, we, we're doing work for mines, uh, we're doing work for water affairs, different departments, uh, and we have a number of offices spread through South, uh, South Africa. And we are focusing on, on uh, as ages, on making a difference in the environment. So even the stuff that we are doing for mines, sometimes the mines expect us to do things to promote them and not the environment. And we're always clear about that. Say, sorry guys, we're not going to do this. You can't lie about your tailings dam. Your tailings dam is a disaster. And uh, based on that, in the beginning, now, we, uh, it was a problem. Now it is fantastic. All the mines, they even use ages letterhead if they have pointed us, they buy two years from government, Grace, for their licensing. Because government now ages is busy with a water license. So our name is a value to water affairs because they see we're not on the side. We, we are truly doing environmental management. And that is, that is purpose. You must identify purpose in business so that you can, can do that. Now that grow into a bigger group what we call Homa Africa, which uh, is touching Africa uh, in Tswana Sutu, so Homa Africa. And uh, Homa Africa is the bigger group now. And we have different companies like Aegis uh, and some a number of other companies from con construction uh, through to consulting and different engineering and so forth that are owned by Homa Africa. So Homa Africa is our mother company. And Simon is playing a role on the board, and also Louisa. Uh, there you can see her, that photo there, you can see Louisa next to uh, um, the premier of, of, of um, Northwest yesterday on a meeting that she had with him. Uh, and we are playing a role in the water and sanitation sector um, as Homa Africa. So that, that is the bigger business that grow from that. But then I, I just quickly want to explain to you what happened. We did kingdom-focused business. And other businesses start seeing, but what are these guys doing? They, they're busy with a specific expression in the marketplace. And they said, but can, can we join? And what happened is we do, we do uh, the touching Africa developed spontaneously from the initial, our own companies, to then extract outside companies that say, but I want to adhere to this principle and I want to be brand and known as part of Touching Africa. So uh, Touching Africa is a corporate organization that facilitate and contribute towards a sustainable growth and development in Africa. Now it sounds just like buzzwords, but if you say sustainable development in Africa, and I'm only taking sustainable uh, development, it means I will not take on a pipeline because there's a bribe on that pipeline, but that pipeline is actually not sustainable. And we all know that, and all the engineers don't know that. And a number of times we were on projects, and we just get this one letter. Sorry, the project has been canceled. Two years, three weeks later, there was some people that want to continue with this water pipeline without a water source, because it's an easy commission. I know it's, money flows easy into all pockets if you just uh, have to pay a pipeline. So to say sustainable growth and development in Africa uh, is, is a very important thing. And we do that because we, we believe firmly, and the Lord showed us 30 years ago, and he's confirming that all the time, 
that globally Africa is going to play a role in the coming of the kingdom. Africa is going to play a role. Did you know Africa is such a servanthood heart continent that the rest of the world makes slaves out of them? Why? Because they have in the heart, they have a servanthood. We know, you know, in my family, I can tell you who's going to wash the dishes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're in the Africa, Africa blood is to serve. And the Lord is going to use the serving attitude and heart of Africa to change the global history to come. Maybe on it years back or in future we will think back and say, yes, so can you believe that? But Africa is preserved for a time like this to play a major role in the world history. The other peoples is gone. The other continents is gone. Europe is gone. And we, we have a lot of statistics, but don't want to go into that. What I want to say is we believe in a calling on Africa. So it's not that we say, oh, our little couple of whiteies is going to do very good to the black people. That's history. We, Africa, are going to make an impact on the world. And that's why we have to touch Africa. And everybody with that ability must touch somebody else who didn't have that ability. So that together we can play this global role to come. In the companies that we together, we now um, about 120 companies and about 40 to 50 NPOs together. And um, uh, it, it's amazing. If we just calculate the people involved in these businesses and the families, we are reaching more than 15,000 people. With one communication, we reach 15,000 people. And it just happened. We never advertised. We never went out and said, can a company please can become part of Touching Africa? It happened spontaneously. So we are working in the water and sanitation sector. We are working in the agricultural sec uh, um, sector, and you will see uh, some slides. <coughs> we are working in land development and the housing sector, specifically Dolomites. We're doing, we, uh, in South Africa, we are leading company in terms of Dolomite risk management, which is a huge uh, land issue nowadays. Uh, in Pochestrum alone, there's 6,000 houses in danger of Dolomite sinkholes in Pochestrum alone. We're doing green al al uh, environment and alternative. You can, if you remember the name Ecologic, you can go on the website. You will see our online shop on environmental friendly products. We're doing uh, alternative energy. And we, our heart is to develop small and medium enterprises because the, the, the capacitation of the small and the medium uh, enterprise in South Africa will be the financial backbone of South Africa. And so it's not a good deed, it's a, convince, uh, a conviction that we have. We have to build into small business up to medium business. We, did, we do this, we touch this through three mechanisms. One thing is our association of businesses. The second one is our network of non-profit organizations. And the third one is we have a backbone of a, a community trust that we accumulate the funds into this community trust to flow through to projects. So that, in short, is now our bigger picture called Touching Africa. What is important for us is from that all, we must give a maximum benefit to the community. You know, that is not true in South Africa at this point in time. I can tell you, maybe some of you have, have, have exposure to that, 
but millions and millions and millions is flowing every month with a main aim, and that aim is not to work to the benefit of the community. To really take the community at heart is not the state of, of doing things business at this point in time. And that we bring back, say, but we must have maximum benefit to the community, but not have the handouts. It is within a financeable, viable implementation framework. So uh, it must be good business also. And eventually, we actually, I believe, that we are creating a risk-reduced environment for investment. I had a uh, meeting last week with one of the biggest investment companies in, uh, that invest American money in South Africa. And I could, I could see they don't understand this. They, they don't understand this picture. They don't understand, and they're Christians, but they don't understand. So I, I believe we're coming, a point, we're coming to a point where the Christians and the business people with a vision will be fulvasa, mature enough to handle what's will, what will flow. I think we're not mature enough yet for, for what the Lord has destined us to be. But we are busy creating a risk-reduced environment for, uh, um, for developments. All in all, I want to summarize that as a prophetic people in business. That's our dream. Our dream is not to be successful. Our dream is to be a prophetic model to other people. But I want to do the same thing where I am. And I want to do the same thing. And I want to do the same thing. And as we get excited about doing the kingdom business stuff, the more it will grow in society. We are based, the whole business touching Africa association, I, and I quickly just want to share that. We are based that on four principles. The first principle is to say that we as sons of God have a mandate to represent God's authority on earth. But it's connected by first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you can truly act in the kingdom and with righteousness, God's authority will be on you to make a difference. So the, we as sons of God in business have authority to do business by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Second thing, we are part of a corporate expression, the body of Christ, that make a difference in society. I'm not saying that business is, is a body of Christ. I'm saying we're part of the body of Christ. The days that the church on Sunday is the body of Christ is over. The body of Christ is a multidisciplinary hands, feet, eyes, ears, a total, and uh, the, the word stated clear. There will be times to say, but I'm better than you. You're better than me, but why do we need the ear? But why do we need I? The Lord uh, warned us about that. And that we know that fight. Okay, the business guys, no. How can they talk about kingdom? They're not the church. Or the business guys, no, I don't want to go on church on Sunday because that's not the kingdom. You know that typical fights? It's time that we have to breach that, become want united in what we do, and that we must know that the business expression is as part of the body of Christ than the congregation expression on Sunday. If your business is kingdom-driven, your personnel is the hands and feet of God. It is there where it's ha busy happening. <clears throat> Third, 
the principle that we agree, we are placed in Africa, as I said, for a unique purpose, to give expression of the kingdom of God in Africa, for Africa to fulfill its purpose. And the fourth thing, we believe we are in a very strategic, important time frame now. It's time. Now it's time. I'm, I'm busy with a book now for four years, and it's, print, it's now going to be published next week, uh, month. It will be available in Afrikaans, because I have Afrikaans-speaking people in my heart about that. And, and the name of the book is Dead Estate. It is time. And I gave, gave that name long before Cakenet is now Dead Estate. And Angus is, this, it is time. Everybody, it is time. It is time. Now is the time to think different, to act as a prophetic people. And that is confirmed for me in just one verse, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 7, that today we must not harden our hearts. It's about today. It's like Roger, I've said, what is the small things? The small things is the big things. Today. It's about our attitude today. Now, from our story, there's six, seven principles that I want to share. You still okay? Okay. Can I proceed? Um, there's seven principles that I want to share with you. There's much more things that came out through the years. But there's seven principles that I felt I want to share specifically with you today. What are we talking about if we're talking about the kingdom business? What are we talking about if we talk about prophetic business? The seven points. Just The first thing is reproduction is the highest form of production. You know, we want to produce, produce, produce. And the business must make more profit. And we must make more business. And we must produce. And our focus is on production. We have to take our focus away from production and find God's solution into reproduction. You know that verse in, in Psalm 127 that said, See, sons are a heritage from the Lord. And uh, uh, verse 2 said, He give it to his loved one in the sleep. Now, we normally quote the first one. Eh? He give it to his loved one in the sleep. No. My business, you know, I can do whatever I want. The Lord's going to give me that in, the, uh, in my sleep. It's not going to happen if your sons are not in place. It's linked. God's promise about receiving in your rest is connected to His command and His truth. Saying, see, open your eyes. Sons are a heritage from the Lord. You know, uh, I just want to take Louisa. Um, we, we adopted her long before 1994. We didn't know about uh, BEE and, and all the... Uh, we don't adopt, adopt her with a long-term vision uh, <laughs> about having a... Uh, but the Lord that The Lord know that. And we went through a whole lifetime of sharing. Uh, me and Louisa are busy now with a book to explain... Uh, uh, explain her experience and to explain our experience. It is our the, the woman that worked in our house, Sarah, is her daughter. So, Louisa was brought up in the house with her mother but she was one of our children. She will sit on the table and Sarah said, no, I don't want to sit on the table. She bring the food. And we have this amazing experiences with this interesting interaction between the white and the black culture for all these years. 
So we learned a lot of lessons, so we're busy now document that to, 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 to publish, and I think that will help some people in crossing uh, mutually to, to cross this uh, cultural budget uh, 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 border, because there is. Um, but the point is, you will not receive in your sleep if your sons is not in place. Reproduction is the highest form of production. There Louisa is with, with uh, um, uh, the premier of Northwest yesterday. I was supposed to be there, but I was still in hospital yesterday when this meeting is going on. And I, I, I was happy that it happened like that because Louisa was a better representative of our company than I would have been. And um, he looked her in the eye. He said to Louisa yesterday, he said, you know, Louisa, you are too shy. You're still too shy because we need women in the water business. And you are a black woman in the water business, and I will personally look after you, the premier said to her yesterday. He will never said that to me. Huh? <laughs> so I can rest in the hospital, you know. <laughs> so follow the Lord in the ways, but find ways to reproduce. My children was not for me children that were far away. It is a reproduction. We are reproducing the Spirit of God in the next generation. I can tell you after years, if I look back at my family, and I, and, and I hear over here all these issues people have in the families, and the tineriara, and that and that. And I can tell you, we have difficult times. But if you duplicate the Spirit of God, it's, it's actually, it's just, it's not a lakata. It's just a pleasure. Today, they are our best friends. We are busy with a program. We have a farm in, in Zambia, in our group, uh, in the southern part of Zambia. And there we're busy with a program called ABBA, the ABBA program, where we apply the duplication of our reproduction as our main way of doing things. If you, you know, uh, Stefan, my one son, uh, is there on the photo. He worked there last year. And uh, um, then he came back to Pochestrum, and then we went again there. You know, 30 women, on the, uh, black women, busy on the, uh, on the land, they dropped their, their pegs, their, their tools, and they came and ran to give him a hug when they were there again. Because there's a spirit reproduced in them. They're not the laborers on the farm. They put new farm owners. We train them in a seven-year course. Seven years course. For the first two years, they're doing laboring work there. But already with the spiritual uh, 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 duplication in them. But after seven years, he get his own farm by the king there. The king of that Barotsi land is actually supporting this whole program. And we are so strongly in our position there that Afgri uh, uh, came in and they sponsored us there. And I must honor them. They sponsored us for 300 million. They put in 300 million in this project. There's trackers, there's pumper and paper, and it's going big. Because they saw something in the reproduction character of the company there that they don't know. So now they're asking Benye, that's our partner there, uh, Benye de Priya, they ask him now to duplicate that also in Namibia and in the north of Zambia. And he said, no, I can't. I can't go be, I can't produce beyond my reproduction. 
And it was difficult for them to understand that. But we're busy fighting that process. You can't produce beyond your reproduction. Then you're back to the world standards. And you do that for profit. But we are the sole providers of tomatoes, onions, and a little uh, number of, of, of vegeta uh, vegetables for that whole area, and also for the Caprivi, uh, the far uh, east Caprivi now. Spar everyone, they buy from this farm. And it started as a touching Africa little farm. Benny was sent there, and he settled in a tent next to the Zambesi River, and there was nothing. We sponsored him from Poch. There was just nothing. And now he's running a big uh, operation but sticking to the same principle to reproduce. How's my time? I'm fine. Okay. All right. The second thing I want to tell you, and, and that's just a serious thing, and I will come back later again to that. Um, there is power in unity because unity is God's principle. We as Christians like to do our own business. And we even publicly say that the whole time. Don't do business with a Christian. We make that statement. We prophesy about the bad uh, uh, repetition, uh, 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 bad name of, of Christians. And we must stop that. We must start seeking unity. The picture that I have is that every church congregation must have a corporate where the businessmen can work together and they deal together. And I know we're not there yet. But that's what I see in my spirit. I see in my spirit that the kingdom vision business people will be so in unity uh, that the differences will not... Uh, you know what's the first thing that happened with, a, with a, the first congregation after they were filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you know what happened with them? They go and sell everything and they work together and stay together with one financial plan. You need the Holy Spirit for that, I can tell you. We need the Holy Spirit for that. But it will come to pass that we lay down our own kingdoms and all work for the kingdom of God. We work together with non-profit organizations. And I can tell you, we, we're building in the most worst spot in Pochestrum, Extension 11. It's, a, it's the worst area and the worst statistics. The police don't want to go in there at night. It's a squatter camp. We, uh, we bought a property in the heart of the squatter camp. And the Lord bring the uh, right partners to us. And we joined together with the three NPOs. And today there's a high school standing there. And the beauty is it was not us. We was just understanding the principle of unity. And we get the other peoples together. Say, but let's work together, and then it starts from. We would not, wouldn't do that. Um, the same, we've, there's places where we farm together. That farm together is the place where the minister was, the, the premier was yesterday, where um, that picture was taken. It's in a farm that, uh, uh, that is running. I can tell you if, you, if you, if you ever visit that place, it's to Ghaniasa, uh, on the other side of Mafeking, on the way to uh, Foster Swoop. There's just nothing. And uh, Robert was there with us. Um, it, it, it is desert. It's just desert. And we geologists with our clever minds starting there. And the Lord really revealed things to us. And we started exploring. And we, we find some of the strongest groundwater sources in that desert. We drill it open and it was there. And government did nothing on that. 
and then we, we, we talked to uh, uh, Afgri, and now there's a farm running there in that desert. They, that's, uh, they have the farm in such a way that the premier yesterday visited because it's just amazing. You drive through this, just nothing. And then all of a sudden, you find this lands, hectares of irrigation. But it's not us. It was a unity between different parties. The solution is in the unity. It is in the power of the unity. Third thing is we must get our focus on Africa right. Um, we are working together with a, a company called Banabakai, where we do doing a lot of things in the black community. But we are also focused in our businesses. There we're busy now. We're busy with a new company called Touching Africa Tourism, where through tourism we are advancing local um, uh, local people. And this is my this is Andri's this first design for this new company. Thank you, Andri. And um, we. What I want to explain here is our focus must be on Africa. Focus must be on the people of Africa. The th the, um, we, we are running, I just want to mention that we are running a program called the Broad Enterprise Empowerment Program, BEEP, and we have trained now more than 100 uh, small businesses in doing their business, from bookkeeping right through to the whole, and they get a certificate and they, they are running in the we have a number of successful businesses that we now support through the BEEP program. The next point is uh, we must focus on sustainability. We must not be focused on making money. If you're in a kingdom business, you must ask yourself, am I doing something that is sustainable to the environment and sustainable to people and I'm changing the lives of people on a long-term basis or am I in for a quick buck? That's a question you have to ask yourself in a kingdom business, sustainability. I think one thing that is absolutely of no, you can't uh, uh, argue about that, we must render services of excellence. If we do engineering, it must be the best engineering. If we draw borrows, it must be the best way to do it. If we, if we plan, if we do land uh, planning, whatever we do, it must be professional. We not... Sometimes as Christians you think, oh no, what I'm doing is not so important as long as I do get, get, get the money. Um, there's no excuse for excellence. We must be excellent. The world there out must see, I prefer this company due to the excellence of this company. The sixth thing I want to share with you, which is very important, is the role of money. I ask the Lord a lot about money. Why? What's the difference if, between money and mammon? in the Bible. You know, the Lord never, never stated the devil as his enemy. The devil is just a fallen angel. Did you know that? The devil is a fallen angel. But he said, you can't serve two lords, God and Mammon. So there's something behind Mammon that make it very dangerous to such a way that the Lord compare that as against him. But is mammon money? Because we need money. So I, I really struggled with this for a long, and then the Lord told me one day this whole thing, what I want to share with you. Money is needed as a commodity to sustain life and to develop societies. It's needed. But money becomes mammon if you use to validate your life to measure success or, success or failure. 
Now, this is very, this is a radical impact on business. So we in business, as shareholders in a company, we decided to not to validate our company based on our profit. We based it on the quality of the relationships in our companies. We physically value our companies on the quality of the relationships. And we say, in that company, we need some more relationship. In this company, that's our relationship is, is, on, is on course. We don't validate, and that's radical, because everybody is asking you the whole time. You know, when I was last week speaking to these guys, they asked me, do you want to sell equity? We will buy. We will buy into Touching Africa, we will buy into HSD, we want to sell equity. I said, no, we don't want to sell equity. So, well, then we can't help you. I said, well, that's fine. I don't come for money. I, I, want to, I want to share principles with you. Because, you know, uh, uh, Rogers also spoke about the shareholding. And somebody asked a question about easily yoke or what. The Lord showed me, and uh, maybe I just bring that quickly in. If you look at Simon, you would say, not their Simon. You would say, their Simon, because his body is here. So that is his body. And in, him, in his body, there's a soul that's controlling his body, making decision. And inside, there's the spirit. No, it's fine. So if a single man have a body, a soul, and a spirit, it means a corporate man, like a business, also have a body and a soul and a spirit. And I asked the Lord, what is the, uh, and the Lord showed to me, the body is the personnel, the actions, the things that you're busy doing. That's the body. Everybody will say, there's agents, they're busy drilling there. Uh, that's the body. What is the soul? The soul is the management, taking management decisions. What is the spirit? It's the shareholders. And that is now talking to this thing. So if somebody invests in your company so that you can have money, you actually have self, your spirit of the company. So what I'm now saying is against all listing and all economy. That's why I'm saying maybe in Pochestrum we just isolated and we're very stupid. Or it's a revelation of God. But I firmly believe once Christians will understand that they must own their companies and not work for somebody else, because the ownership is the spirit of a company. We don't need the world's money and, sh and, and sell our shares. The Lord will provide once we understand that our spirit is our shareholders. So the normal practices is now all in a sudden a problem, you know. Because why do I want to invest in your company? Because I want to make profit. So what is now money doing it's becoming money because i will validate your success based on the profit that i get get from you so the moment you use money to evaluate success you're at mammon money becomes mammon if you use it to validate life i'm successful my income is this bracket my company is successful we have made such a lot of profit we validate life and when you do that and also you value failure now so we're not making a profit, guys. It's not very well here. You validate life, spiritual life. You validate a company's life through money. You're actually being trapped by mammon. And you can't serve the God and mammon together. <coughs> the seventh point I want to make is we must be a prophetic people. And this picture here, we are busy with uh, investigation on the N12. Somebody, if you know that, 
world down from Potchefstroom, there's a sinkhole in the road, and uh, they clo we closed down the N12 and we're busy with the investigation. And some of the kids of the people in the business, they are busy playing on the road. So it, it was just amazing photo for me to say, but it's a lifestyle. While, while daddy is busy drilling, they are playing, playing on, the, on, on the block in 12, you know. It, it is just prophetic. That's the way we must. My older son, he, he was brought up by driving out to physical trolley. He was on the trolley every day. Today, he's rethinking physical interpretation and busy with his PhD degree in that but he, 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 he was riding as a small guy on the on the on the instrument on the trolley so we become a prophetic people by live out family life in what we do Stefan is now working temporary for our other company and I can see the the difficultness in his eyes when he goes to work but he's need that for his experience so we, um, we must, the whole time, we must know what we are doing. It's our families, our work, everything together is a prophetic lifestyle. So our time, can I go on to what the Lord specifically used? Was 10 minutes. Shame. <coughs> the first thing I want to say to you is a very radical thing. Provision and protection and power as the three basic needs that we have in life. To be provided for, to be protected, and to have power in the sense of strength, authority, um, those three things. It is the most important things in our lives. <coughs> but I want to tell you today, it's only our point of departure. That is not the end product. We think if we are Christian businessmen, we trust the Lord for that deal. We must trust the Lord. And oh, if it happened, oh, wow, that's successful. Uh, we trust it and the Lord provided. Not to say that we don't be excited about that. But my argument is if we are a prophetic people, the provision, protection, and power will flow automatically. That is not the battle. We experience that as the battle. But that is not the battle. You know, it was so amazing for me when I was laying on the bed <laughs> at uh, uh, when I Brits when I was uh, um, at emergency uh, that night. Normally, twelve o'clock, the payments come through. Uh, there was one payment that we really battled that we don't know if they're going to pay us. I was laying there with everything, and then my SMS going off when I read, "Clock, we paid us seven hundred thousand rand." <laughs> When I was weak and I couldn't battle that anymore, the payment just flowed. So it's a lesson that I'm busy learning. It is a lesson that a lesson that I'm busy learning. You know why? The, the, the scripture that the Lord gave me. We always like to quote, I like to quote Matthew 4 verse 17, where Jesus stood up and said, Meta noia, change your mind. Change the way you think. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is near. So if the, we talk kingdom, we're talking change your mind. All right. So, but what happened before Jesus stood up and said that? What happened that he can come to a point and say, change your mind. You're wrong. You have to change your mind for the kingdom is at hand. What happened? The first thing that happened, he was filled with, with the Spirit, and the Spirit sent him 
I remember that event. Uh, it's, the Spirit came like a dove, and the Lord declared from heaven, this is, my, uh, this is my son, my beloved son. So after that, he was driven by the Spirit to the desert. That place that we don't want to be in business is in desert, in the desert. Huh? That's right. And what happened with him? The first test, you remember, and I don't, we don't have time to go into detail. The first test is that the devil came to him and said, you know what? If you're the son of God, you can make uh, bread out of this, uh, this stones. Why be hungry? So if you're the son of God, just pray and you will be prov uh, provided. What's your problem? Okay, your faith is not good enough. Okay. And he start with a whole accusation process. What Jesus did, he answered it and said, I will live from the words that are flowing from my father's mouth. That's the first thing that we must learn. We must start talking and believing and sharing word in the sight of a lack of provision. Don't discuss the lack of provision. Discuss the kingdom of God. The, the Lord will provide. There's such a lot of promises of the Lord's going to provide. You know, there's more than 3,370 promises in the, in the Bible something like that but we ignore to say that to each other to quote that to each other we talk about what we still need in our provision test two Jesus came, the devil came and take him to the highest point in Jerusalem on the roof of the temple and he said jump man jump down um, because uh, it is written that your feet will be protected so nobody will hurt you no what is what is the warning here it is for protection is we must not allow self-centered, unlogical leaps of faith. You know where he was taken? On the highest level of religion. He was taken to the roof of the temple. We can become victims of a religion that say, I'm protected. And you know what the Lord said about that? He said, don't, it's also written, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. And then he referred to an incident at the place called Massah in the desert where the Israelites have no water. And I asked myself, no, what? I mean, they didn't have water. The Lord's not fair. I mean, they didn't have water. Why did he see that the same thing, uh, that, the, that the people tempt him? And it's stated clearly by Josiah, and I don't have time to go into that. Josiah r referred to that, and he said, he, they tempt God by saying, is he with us or is he not with us? So if you don't feel protection, and that's what I experienced, I was in a situation where I, I was attacked, and I could clearly, I can tell you, I feel the protection. I never come, come to a point in this whole week to say, is the Lord with me in this or not? The Lord was there. He was there. So if you have a protection problem, no, the Lord is there. Don't question his, his, atten his, his presence. And the, the third test, it was about power. Uh, uh, the, uh, the enemy came and said to Jesus, I will take you to the highest places. And I uh, take him there to the mountain and show him all the world authorities. And I will give that to you. And Jesus made this statement. So I will worship only God. And I want to make the statement to you. Power, authority, ability flow from that thing that you worship. If you worship money, you will depend on the availability of the money to have authority. If you worship God, 
God will provide the power, the authority to stand up, to do the business deal, to do what you must be, to be what you must be as a son of God. But that thing that you, that you worship will empower you. So we must choose in all ways to give all glory and all honor to God the whole time. And he will lift you up in authority at the right place at the right time. Right, I can't go into that detail. I have detailed verses about protection and provision and power. I can send that and you can go through that yourself. The second <coughs> point that I want to tell you, as a businessman, not as a human being now, I'm talking business now, yeah. Act from your origin, not from your target. We are trained to act according to our target. What is your target for next month? What's your target for next year? What, what is your, you have to have a goal. You have to have a vision and a mission. Act from your origin. You know, I call it the kingdom's iPad. It started with your identity. If you know who you are, you know what is purpose. And purpose flow from your identity. Once you understand your purpose, the actions will flow. And the actions will actually determine your destiny. But you know what we are doing? We are running the worldly system. Show me my destiny. I want to become a medical doctor. Show me I want to make a profit. Show me this company's destiny. Show me the target. Then we can plan the actions. And while we're planning the actions, we actually, that become our purpose. And that what become our purpose eventually become our identity. I'm a successful businessman. And we replace it by being a son of God. Challenge yourself in each situation, each business deal, I'm talking business. Act from your origin. Don't act from the end result. If you go into a deal, don't visualize the end of this deal. And say, oh, you, the Lord's going to bless me with this deal. One million profit will flow to me. Act as a from your origin, a son of God. Going into trust God for what he will give you out of that deal. Act from your origin. <coughs> <coughs> There's a number of verses also, but um, I just want to touch on this one. You know what will happen if you act from your origin? And I, I just want to read these points. Our identity does not flow from our business status. Your identity doesn't flow from your business status. It flows from our origin, from the spiritual realm that we all share. Listen carefully. We all share the same origin. So you're not better than the other people. We all share the same origin. If that is true... We are all partners and shareholders. We, we know we are the ecclesia, the called out. Actually, if you go into the Greek, it means it's like a bit falling on you. The bit is now on you to become part of the kingdom. The bit is on you. God bought you with an auction legally with a bit. That's the calling on us on a spiritual level. So if you're doing business, you're actually property of God legally by a bit that they have placed on you. That's your point of departure. Now, if that is also your, 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 your neighbor's uh, point of departure, then it's easy to become one. Then we can act in unity. And then the world will see, John 17, 20 and 21. I do not ask for these guys. You know, this is the, the, you know, the, the prayer that Jesus prayed for us. He said, I do not ask for, for this only, but also for those who will believe in me through the word, like us. 
that they may all be one. How one? Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. Kijk, luister, as jy nou die boere wil kwaad hee, you must tell them there's not one, uh, uh, there's not a unity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But try them to be one themselves. They can't. The measure of our unity is the measure, is the unity between the Father and the Son. Then they said, that the world may believe. The world will believe if this happens. Imagine yourself, all the businessmen stood up in a true revelation of unity. What will happen to South Africa? Only the Christians of today, just those, no, 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 nobody, just the Christians today really understand unity and take it at heart. I, I will tell you, give this country five years, it, it will be Ethiopia. It will change in total. And that's gonna happen. Because the kingdom is coming. And I want to conclude it. We are called into a prophetic business. And the last reference that I want to share with you is the whole story in 1 Samuel 17. You know, we all know the story about David and Goliath. No? And we're all sharing that in terms of, I have this Goliath in me that I have to fight, you know. And, but the Lord showed to me, this is a prophetic demonstration of, you know what's the name of David? What does it mean? It means to love. It means the power of love. That's the name David. Applying the power of love is the Hebrew word for David. What is the word Goliath? Goliath means to reveal, to advertise, to appear, even to appear bigger, to bring and to take into captivity. By my appearance, I take you into my captivity and I dominate through fear. That's the name of Goliath. So today, I, if, I, I, if I want to give a, day to day, a name today for that, I will call it branding. Good branding. Good corporate uh, profile. Uh, Goliath have a very good uh, corporate profile. He represents the world economy, the world force, and David represents the kingdom of God and the love factor that is empowered David. Now I'm asking you, this thing became life in my heart a couple of weeks ago, and I look at a, a lot of video clips about this whole event, David and Goliath, and I ask myself, this little boy with this, this slinger, sling, and I ask myself, what is the chance? What is the chance that this little boy can hit that guy right on his, right there at the right spot that he died? And then the Lord said to me, what is the chance that the love-driven business people stand up against the economic forces of this world and the worldly-driven systems and overcome and override this worldly system through love? It's the same chance. It's there. It's going to happen. David was a prophetic demonstration. It is now time for us to take the small stones and to kill the giants in the world. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Stefan. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is wow. That was fantastic. Um, a lot to digest. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
We're going to have a short break, probably like 10, 15 minutes, and then we're going to come back uh, in, in into small groups so we have a chance to digest uh, the two speakers and what they've shared with us today. So I've put together just a few questions that can help guide you know, the process. So if I can just ask for a couple of people just to help me put uh, some the chairs in a different order so they're in a circle. So please have a break, but just thank you so much, Stefan. There was, I was very, very blessed. Oh, hang on. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Stefan, have you, are you good to take some questions? Sorry. Thank you, Andrew. Yes, welcome. day to day you can't fight that system you can't say today I'm standing up against the system um, and I can tell you I don't know I don't know how but all that I see is a clear we are actually we are actually trapped if we really want to lift the kingdom we are trapped in the world economic system and we have to face that to get the answer day to day and see God's plan unfold. You know, God doesn't have a plan for the world. You are His plan. So we are God's plan. The sons of God taking up the love authority has the plan. And we have to unfold that. For me, what I'm doing is every day I take every deal, every interaction, any business that's coming my way. I look at it critically and say, is this from the Lord? Is it not from the Lord? Yes, this is from the Lord. No, this is not from the Lord. So that on a daily basis, you make a decision. And I'm asking myself, am I going to be trapped more and more in the worldly system through this one or not? And that's a daily thing that I ask myself. But I think the most wrong thing that we can do is to start a company and an organization and say, we're going to fight the world system. They will kill you in one day. Um, it is we are representing God's kingdom on earth and it, that's why I'm saying in, in Hebrew 4, today if you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart and one thing that harden our heart is that question because it's an absolute valid question is no, I can't fight the system so I'm not going to do something and that we can't say today we must make a small decision. Say, this I'm going to lay before the Lord. I think the answer is a very, very close relationship with God. One thing that we must get out of our mind is that we meet God on Sunday. And for the rest of the week, you, you're just doing what people are saying to you. That's wrong. Every day is an absolutely walk with God in the spiritual realm, day to day, minute to minute, to ask Him, am I on the right track or not on the right track.
what I'm doing is a very practical thing. Maybe somebody else would say they're stupid. But what I'm doing, I'm really seeing God as the CEO of whatever we do. And I make time. Like we have a board meeting, I also make time to meet with God. So I close my office door. My secretary knows. If I close the door, nobody's coming in uh, except my children. They don't mind the closed door. <laughs> I close the door and I start talk to God as if because he is there. And I talk to him one to one and I say, Father, about this whole thing. What must we do about this business? And then I talk to him and then I write down because he visits us in our minds. That's why he's saying we must change our mind because the kingdom is closed. The metanoia is a changing of mind based on the closeness of God's authority. And you must give that practical value in your life. So that's the way I give that. I, I, I said, yes, I, I, we meet. Me and the Lord, we will meet. And I ask them questions, and I, I hear what is going on in my mind, and I come to a place where I find peace in what we decided now. That's one little practical thing that I'm doing. But it's again the same principle. It's a daily, minute-for-minute walk. You can't, the moment you separate into religious times and non-religious times, the moment you're there, the enemy got you. I think if you if you run into financial difficulties, you must ask yourself a number of questions. And we did that the whole time when we run into financial difficulties. I ask myself the question: Am I in the desert where I must be now? So I'm battling through things so that the provision will flow. So am I in the desert? Then it's fine. I will be in the desert and I will sit with the Lord, and I, I I'm fine with the lack of provision now because I'm in the desert. Because there was 40 days that uh, Mark said uh, that Jesus was tempted for 40 days. So he was there right from day one. So there's a time sometimes that you are tempted and you have to work through that. So that you can stand up and proclaim the kingdom. So that's the first thing. Am I in the desert? Yes, I am. So I understand that now I'm going. Second thing is, am I actually missing God's plan? Am I in debt and have a financial problems? Because I don't have a kingdom mindset. Maybe I did this thing solely for myself. And I did it wrong, and now I'm in the desert. So am I acting against God's plan? The third question is, did I give enough attention to the word? Because the word is our provision. Jesus said, I will live from every word that my father has said. And I ask that question myself a lot of times. Do I know enough about the Word? Study, do, do I study enough in the Word? And I went through a four years time now where I was writing a book and where I did a lot of research, a lot of study. 
that helped me. Uh, and I realized when I was finished, now it's the printers. I realized, but actually, I'm lacking some input from the Word. So that's the three questions. Am I in the desert? Am I out of God's plan? Or did I really extremely apply Word in this situation? And then from that there on, I think the solution will, it will flow. It will flow. Yeah, but then, then you're out of God's plan. Then you're out of God's plan. If you don't run your business well, you're out of God's plan. Yeah. Out of, you're not applying the word. So it will go wrong if you're outside. If you are called to be a prophetic business and you do, that, you do business wrong, it will end you in a disaster. It's a cutting-edge thing. But I must tell you, the Lord now, His provision is far, far beyond our imagination. We think too small, and therefore we have to small. I'm just going to give you one example. We, um, in Mozambique, we, we have a, uh, we're busy in Mozambique, and we're busy with community work in Mozambique. And it happened, to cut this story short, uh, a very rich guy uh, in, in Holland. There was a house built by the king. You can go and Google it, the king of Netherlands. He built himself a palace in Mozambique. So he get political problems. So his friend uh, bought him out for 65 million uh, rand, it, uh, for almost 5 million euro. He bought the king out so that the public money was fine again. And then Mr. Wijnandpon owned this whole thing. And uh, you can go and Google Mr. Wijnandpon. And then he came to us. He don't know the Lord. He came to us. He said, I see the good things that you are doing. I can see that you are bringing the light in darkness. Keep on doing the good things, being the light in the darkness, and please send me this email and offer me one euro for this property. So we did. It was one year back. Now we own that property. We own that property. It, it is, and that's what a, that was not even our dream. It's beyond what you can think. It opened up the whole total community uh, info, uh, uh, issue, uh, uh, working in the community in Mozambique. That one house opened up to us on a high level uh, to, to do the, make difference in Mozambique. We didn't even thought about that plan. Now, it's not our blessing, but it's a blessing to go to our Mozambique house. <laughs> but uh, what you didn't have even thought about, that has, has Lord in store for you. We are now 35 years in business and we never advertised any post. Never ever. Not one post. We did it once and it was a disaster. One in 35 years. You know, Robert, this example, he was a, he was a high school principal. And uh, we met each other. And four years later he phoned me and he said, but don't you have a, ge a geological, geological position? I said, no, we don't. But Come. If the Lord tells you to come, come. We move from Nelspray to Pochestrum. We become part of our company. 20 years later, 
There was no advertisement. There was no post. But this robot. No, we, 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 didn't we don't go that route. We trust the Lord for the right people, and it all, always, it all, always challenges our faith. First, the people come, and they say, I can do this. And I say, oh, my God, you can do that. Come and join us. But we don't have the money. Just come. And then we've got the right projects, and we have the people. So it's not always 100% flowing because it's the battle. But in 35 years, that's a the Lord sent the right people for the right post, for the right companies, all the years. Now, when you get that from your children, you know you're doing something right. <laughs> I want us to pray for Stefan. Uh, I think, as I said in the beginning, that uh, he's a man that I know he lives what he preaches. And when he speaks about relationships, I know because I have been to his house and I see how he lives his life. So I've asked Tony, and maybe we can just all stand and just pray for Stefan and his family. Also pray for his health. But what a living legend, a testimony of what God can do when we choose to have this audacious faith that we're talking about. Let's pray. Father, what a privilege this morning. What a privilege to hear from one of your prophets, Lord Jesus. We receive and accept Stefan as a prophet to us from you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we just want to, yeah, for everything that we've heard today, Lord Jesus, we really want to mix it with faith personally. We really want to take your word and take your and run with it Lord run with it in such a way that we can glorify you for the time that this man has put into us Lord Jesus Lord we pray for his health Lord that even in this week Lord Jesus your plan for him to come and be with us would still be and prevail where his body is weak Lord Jesus we thank you that Lord you would see complete healing of his body complete healing of his physical, his emotional, his spiritual um, body, Lord Jesus, for you, for your kingdom to continue to grow and expand through this man, through this prophet, to the nations. We see your hand upon him, Lord, and we, 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 we're so grateful. We glorify you. We thank you for his family, the support that they are, the living testimony that they are um, of, of his willingness, of his obedience to you, Lord Jesus. And in a time like this week where it has been emotionally tough, Lord, where they 
where, where they see real fear or danger, Father God. Thank you that they can hold on to you during this time, where they've seen you to be true and trustworthy in this time as well, Lord Jesus. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. We ask that you would bless him abundantly. Continue to pour out your heart, your word, your wisdom on this man. As I see that there's so much more that we as a nation, we as a continent can benefit from him, Lord. Preserve him, preserve his years, preserve him for such a time as this and a time to come, Lord Jesus. We thank you in your mighty, precious name. Amen. I just want to invite you, the 25th of uh, August in Bochestrum, we have our yearly uh, Touching Africa Kingdom Conference, where all the business people come together and, and, and share this. With. You're welcome. I have some invitation and information. If you you want to attend in Pots, the 25th of August, is a very nice place, Bochestrum. You're welcome. <laughs> it is a very nice place. It's my hometown. Just to say we are recording, so this will be on podcast, and we'll try and get Stefan's slides also uploaded on our Facebook page. So it's an opportunity to like our Facebook page, Every Nation Buzz. God bless you.